You can eat this. He's very reluctant because I never feed him cereal. Aww. He's looking to me just to make sure that this is okay. Well, let's get started. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah, we never eat cereal. This is a very special treat. Yes, that's right. Chew right into the mic. I'm sure the listeners love that. Hey there. Welcome to Cereal with Friends, a simple show where you can hang out with me and my friends as we eat a bowl of cereal and talk about how messy and also how wonderful growing up can be. I'm Ashley, and for the month of January, we're doing a special series called Cereal with Friends of Friends. This is a series where my friends get to invite their friends to be on the show, and these are the people who've helped us grow. So it's going to be a really fun month, and I'm so excited for you to be encouraged by some of the awesome new friends you're going to meet. And this week, it is my turn to invite someone on, and I'm actually inviting my corgi, Alfie. So we're going to have a very interesting, fun conversation. Remember, you can follow us up. You can follow us on Instagram at Serial with Friends. Okay, let's catch up with Alfie. Welcome to the show, Alfie. You have made multiple appearances on the show before, but I haven't actually invited you to be on as a guest. Yeah. <laughs> but, but since we're doing this series for the month of January, eating cereal with friends of friends, I thought that I'd pick you as my guest. Oh, well, because you're probably the friend who knows me the best right now. You see me every day. You sleep in my bed at night. You cuddle with me when I'm crying. You make me laugh. Well, and you, you've seen me at my worst and you still love me. And that really means a lot. Oh, I love you too. Kisses. So I will obviously be translating for Alfie this episode since he can't speak English. So today we're eating um, an all-natural cereal without milk because Alfie has a sensitive tummy. And in general, you really shouldn't give your dogs human food. Now, do I follow that rule? Not very well. Uh, but <laughs> Alfie and I have been working on getting healthier together. And he's actually lost some weight. Yeah, you're welcome. You look great. Anyway, we are eating peanut butter flavored puffins. And they're great. Alfie and I both love peanut butter, too, so this is really a treat. Alfie loves all foods, come to think of it. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember that time when you had to go to the pet ER? <laughs> what do you mean which time? Oh, oh, that's right. I forgot. Um, your old owners took you once. So, actually, I should probably tell our story, huh? Uh, so, Alfie... He just rolled over for me to rub his belly. Alfie actually belonged to a couple that I went to church with, and I became really good friends with them. And I was always over at their house, um, so Alfie and I bonded, and i take care of him whenever they'd go out of town. Um, and they had another dog, um, and Alfie and Diego were really good friends. Um, and then about a year after I met them, they had their first baby. And Alfie didn't really like that. He didn't, he liked being the youngest child in the house. And so when that changed, he just seemed a little happier with me. And so, <laughs> yeah. And so my friends um, actually gave him to me. And we've been living together ever since. And we love it. 
his old owners still get to see him when I um, go to see them. And so it worked out really well. Yeah. <laughs> he has his toy now. And, um, and that's our story. So anyways, what was I saying? Oh, right, right, right. Uh, thank you. Alfie reminded me. So the, the pet ER. So um, before I met you, that's right. Just keep chewing your squeak toy. Before I met you, um, back when you were a puppy, you got into this giant bag of dog food once and you ate almost the whole thing. <laughs> uh, your old owner was telling me that the vet asked if he could x-ray your stomach because he thought that he felt an extra rib. Um, but it turned out that it was just all the food you'd eaten. Yeah. And, and then the time I had to take you in, it was because you'd gotten into that bag of chocolate, remember? Yeah. Yeah, you do. It was those Brookside um, blueberry acai chocolates. Um, they're, like they're the dark chocolate with the fruit inside. And I'd sealed the bag shut and kind of forgotten about it and left it on the sofa. But I came home and <laughs> you chewed through the bag. Like it was still sealed shut. You would just like chew through the bottom of the bag and you'd eaten all the chocolates. Hey, stop laughing. I was really worried about you. Uh, dark chocolate is the worst for dogs and you had eaten a lot. Oh, sure. He's just playing. You, you just think this is all funny, huh? When I was driving you there, I remember I let you sit in my lap, which also isn't safe. Um, <laughs> I let you eat human food. I let you sit in my lap while I drove. Normally you just sit in the back seat, but I just thought you might die. So I let you sit with me and you were so happy. I remember you really liked that chocolate um, and you were fine. But anyway, we got there and they took you in the back and they put me in a waiting room by myself. And I thought that was really weird. Like they would come in and they'd give me updates but I didn't actually see you at all for almost two hours. It was just, oh, now we're feeding him charcoal to induce vomiting. And well, we think he's thrown it all up, but you should call poison control just to get their counsel too. And did you know that it costs money to call poison control? Like I dialed the number and before they picked up, they had an automated voice ask me if I was okay paying the fee. And I, I thought that was kind of funny, you know. 911 doesn't charge you when you call them. I also know that from personal experience. Another story for another time. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I can tell I've embarrassed you. Well, I didn't mean to make you look like a bad dog. You're not. You are such a good dog. Yeah, you're a good dog. Oh, kisses. You are kind and you are fun and you are smart, and you're such a good listener. We all have weaknesses, and I've been thinking about that a lot, actually. Yeah, you've, you've kind of helped me process through a lot of my own weaknesses. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a good question. Um, Alfie asked me what kind of got me thinking so much about my weaknesses recently. I think it was lots of little things. Um, I think a reoccurrent theme in my life is worrying that um, that other people don't view me as an adult. I have a really fun, playful personality, and I can also be sort of scatterbrained. And so sometimes I feel like that translates to others as immaturity or irresponsibility. 
So for example, this past summer, I was racing Jake up an escalator that was going down and I tripped and fell and I gashed my knee and my leg open so badly that I needed stitches. Um, and I was honestly more upset about the embarrassment of how I cut my knee open than the actual pain of cutting it open. Or like a few days before Christmas this year, I was, I was eating carrots and I was chewing them. And somehow while I was chewing them, I inhaled and I sort of choked and little bits of chewed carrot went up the back of my throat and into my nose. Kind of like how when you laugh, your drink can shoot out of your nose. So then I, I'm blowing actual pieces of carrot out of my nose for days. It took me like three days to get it all out. Alfie's laughing at me now. He saw me go through all that. So stuff like that happens to me a lot. I'm clumsy. I'm accident prone. I can be forgetful. Oh, he's licking my face. But to answer your question, Alfie, I think what kind of got me thinking about this recently was a couple weeks ago. So I was supposed to, wow, he is really comfort licking me. I think he can tell that I'm, that this is kind of sad um, for me. I was supposed to take Josh and Jake to the airport for a trip they were going on. And I had this idea that I was going to make it really special and fun. So the night before I baked some cookies and I made a bunch of pigs in a blanket for breakfast and I packed little goodie bags with the cookies and some other snacks for the plane. And then the next morning, I slept through my alarm, and I was just a mess. I set off the smoke detector trying to reheat the pigs in a blanket, which I really should have just abandoned at that point, but I wasn't thinking clearly. And then I missed my exit on the way to, their air, on the, way to the airport, and uh, those poor guys, they, they were so stressed. I, I dropped them off at the airport at 8.04, and their flight left at 8.30. And so they had to run and, and they made their flight, but the ticket lady told them that they were just five minutes away from completely missing it. I felt so terrible. And um, they couldn't even take the goodie bags that I'd made them on the plane because I didn't realize this, but food isn't allowed on planes right now because of COVID. So it was just really disappointing that I'd had this fun idea in my head of what the morning would look like. And all the time I spent preparing for it was just a waste. So yeah, I that morning was significant because it just felt like everything was going wrong. And not only that, but things were all going wrong because of me. So it was very overwhelming. And I got home and just sat down with some coffee and started kind of crying about it all. And you just sat near me and you kissed me and that was so comforting. So Thank you for that. I needed a friend who loved me unconditionally in that moment, and you were there for me. And then I, I talked on the phone with a couple of friends that morning, and they helped me process, but you were really the first friend there for me to remind me that I'm not a total screw-up. <coughs> mm -hmm. Good point. Um, Alfie wants to know why I was so upset about something that really wasn't that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. Like people sleep through their alarms. That happens to everybody. And the guys made their flight. So it all turned out okay. 
So um, he's asking why I was still so upset. Uh, sure, I can talk about that. So the airport incident picked at some deeper wounds and insecurities that I have. It goes back to worrying that people won't view me as an adult, that they'll just see me as a little kid or they'll think that I'm immature. And um, I hate that. But I didn't realize why I hate that until more recently. So part of why I'm so determined to be viewed as an adult comes from an anxiety that maybe I'm, I'm actually not an adult. Like maybe I actually can't take care of myself. You know, I, I act all independent and confident and brave, but I, I think I might just be compensating for the nervousness that I actually feel deep down about growing up. Um, yeah, that's really hard for me to recognize that and admit it. Aw, you're so sweet. Alfie's like snuggling up to me right now. <laughs> uh, and then another reason it upset me so much was this feeling of I am such a mess. I felt very out of control. I felt guilty for causing my friends so much unnecessary stress. Sort of this feeling of what's wrong with me? And I, I hate saying this next part because it makes me feel insecure and weak. Um, but thinking that I'm a mess and, and feeling like a burden to my friends, it made me sort of think I'm too much. Who would ever want to put up with me? Uh, and I'm talking from a, a dating relationship perspective now. Like I, I sort of talk a big show about being happy and content in singleness, and that is partially true. I do really enjoy the freedom, um, and I don't particularly feel bored or, or even lonely at this um, point in time. I kind of, I, I do like the season of my life, but I think a deeper reason that I'm not really feeling an urgency to date is that I'm scared of scaring guys away if I start dating. I'm reluctant to date because I think I'm such a mess and I'll <laughs> I'll just scare guys away. Like I know that I'm fun and I know that guys like hanging out with me and being my friend, but I I think I believe that once they find out what I'm really like, I think that I'll scare them away and they won't want to be with me. Sure, I'm fun, but the burdens of anxiety and stress that I bring outweigh the fun. I think that I believe that guys get to know me and they, they go, oh, she's, she's cool, but she's not worth all that. She's not worth all that trouble and stress. Uh, yeah, I think I think the bottom line is that if I'm honest with myself deep down, I don't think that I'm worth all the trouble that comes along with me. I think that, at least with dating relationships and guys, I view myself as um, a really cute puppy that everyone wants to play with, but nobody actually wants to take home because I'm just too much trouble. You probably don't relate to that, do you? <laughs> I bet you were such a cute and well-behaved puppy when you were young, huh? Yeah.
Yeah, you were. <sighs> oh, Alfie, I love you. Thank you for supporting me as I'm being vulnerable. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Um, I'll tell them what your old owner said. So I shared all of this with uh, my friend Emily, who was one of Alfie's old owners. And um, she was really encouraging. She she told me several stories about how she's also kind of a mess and <laughs> she does cause her husband a lot of anxiety, but he still chose to be with her and he loves her. Um, and we talked about coming up with systems to help me be more organized and less forgetful. And uh, then we talked about some habits and some decisions and um, even some sin that I've been stuck in. And Emily's husband was reading this book for work that he then told her about, that she then told me about. And here we are. I, I can't even remember the title. So that's kind of funny. Um, do you remember it, Alfie? No. Okay. No, no, I'm pretty sure the title wasn't more Puffins, Please. But if you want, you can have one more tiny bite of cereal. You want one more piece of cereal? Good boy. Okay, there you go. So anyway, uh, in this book, it talks about how all of us have two versions of ourselves. The first version is us at our maximum potential. So envision yourself at your healthiest, best that you could possibly be at this point in your life. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Alfie says he's already there. You're pretty close to perfect. I won't argue that. So uh, then the second version is us at our lowest point. So it's the worst case scenario, unhealthiest, unfocused version of yourself. So you've got both versions in your head, version one and version two. Now, here's the cool part. Every decision that you make is a vote for one of these versions of yourself. Every time I choose something, I'm either casting a vote for version one or version two. When I choose to spend my time on something worthwhile, I'm casting a vote for version one. When I choose something else over honoring God, I'm casting a vote for version two. I really loved the power of that illustration. It helped clarify some things for me. I was suddenly able to see very clearly the little decisions and habits that kind of keep me stuck, that distract me from God, um, that hinder me from becoming the healthiest, best version of myself. So, it's a new year and I'm trying to make some key changes and I think it'll be good. Well, what are some of your new year's resolutions, Alfie? Oh, that's a good one. He says he wants to go for more walks together. I like that. You know, I'd take you more often if you didn't stop and smell every single thing along the way. <laughs> I know, I know, you're just curious. And I love that you're that way. And I'm so thankful that you love me for the way I am. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, this really was fun. What would you like to do next? Oh, of course. Let's go for a walk. You wanna, you, you wanna, <laughs> you wanna go? Okay. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Thank you.
Well, friends, thanks for hanging out with us. Make sure to follow our podcast on Spotify so that you never miss an episode. You can keep in touch with us on Instagram at Serial with Friends. I hope you have a seriously great week, and I'll see you guys next time. <laughs>